Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 38 of the Soft Skills Engineering Podcast. I'm your host and also your favorite class tadpole that you had in elementary school, <laughs> Jameson Dance. <laughs> and I am your host and aging sycamore tree, Dave Smith. <laughs> and this week we have become druids, apparently. We are one with the animals. <laughs> I was thinking uh, want, sycamore tree oh, before you said tadpole, just so you know. That's how really? that's how in sync we are. Awesome. Uh, I think you can transmit thoughts over Skype, I guess. <laughs> um, we want to take a quick second and thank Dev Mountain. We'll talk a little bit more about them later, but they are sponsoring this podcast. And if you want to learn how to program, you can go to devmountain.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to? I think we have a comment from the listener, Dave. Do you want to read that? Yeah, we have a comment from listener Wally who asked about avoidance a few episodes back, and he wrote in after hearing our answer. This is like the stump the chump moment where we get to find out <laughs> if, if we completely ruin the lives of our... <laughs> anyway, he wrote, quote, I want to let you know how much I appreciated your answers. In my particular case, what I had decided to do was give myself some time to give in to those other jobs that were distracting me. I took a day off of work at home by myself. I did some drywall, electrical, and plumbing projects. By the way, those are not soft skills. Just, just <laughs> so you know. Um, non-computer work that had been sitting on my to-do list. When I finally did end up getting back to my regular job, I was able to focus much more now that some of those other things were off my list. So there you go. Thanks, Wally. Great comment. And uh, glad you got got your avoidance problem all squared away. Mm-hmm. All right, I will read our first question. Uh, When is it appropriate to go over someone's head? This is from an anonymous listener. When I already said that part. (laughs) I have a manager. I have a manager who steals the credit of the people who are actually doing work by passing themselves off as the lead developer, but they are almost completely non-technical. Huh. (laughs) Um, I'm just trying to think of a scenario where this can actually succeed. (laughs) (laughs) just like throwing out random buzzwords well you know i just uh i just connected the heber juber to the fluber log and uh the system worked the jQueries and (laughs) distributed the kubernetes and did i I mention i'm the lead developer (laughs) so it it seems like that would only work if they were faking it to people that were even less technical than they were (laughs) yep yeah, there's that, a that's, lot of weird stuff going on. That's called managing up. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I actually really like how it's kind of a general question and then a specific instance of of a, a thing to judge in that question. Um, would I mean, what would happen if you went over someone's head? Like, would they believe you if you just walked into this person's boss and was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this person's taking all the credit? Well, that's because they did all the work. (laughs) (laughs) Then you try to convince them and they're just completely unconvinced. (laughs) No, I'm I'm pretty sure they did. (laughs) I mean, they they showed me it. They showed me the migrated jQueries. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's like the worst case scenario, right? (laughs) What do you mean? Well, like where you... It's like the, uh, it's almost like gaslighting, right? Like you just completely can't convince anyone that your boss oh. is actually not I, I doing I think it could work. get worse than that. Like <laughs> this, this is kind of stepping in the realm of politics mm-hmm. where you might make your manager mad and then they might not like you anymore. and might do things to make your life worse or, or the boss might be annoyed. Like this underling dares approach me. I don't know. 
All kinds of horrible things could happen. The great non-deterministic land called politic land. Yeah. So you would think that politics would be a thing we could talk about on soft skills. Like I'm not talking about government politics, just corporate politics like this. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I've worked in super political environments just because they're, they've mostly been pretty small. So there hasn't been mm -hmm. enough um, like substrate for politics to develop. It's kind of like you need like a big enough chunk of bread before it can get all moldy. <laughs> okay. And just like a little crumb is not going to get moldy. It's just so going like, to dry out. A crumb can only have a tiny bit of mold anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I'll do crumb. an experiment. I'll see if crumbs can get okay, moldy. Okay, check that out for me. But I know, I agree. There's like this critical political mass. Yeah, like... Where Microsoft has politics. The two-person startup doesn't. It has a relationship between two people. Not to say that can't go sour, but it's probably not political. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you know, John, my 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 business partner in my startup, he's trying to take over the uh, the sales arm. Wait, he already <laughs> owns it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Even though I own fifty percent of the company, he's trying to do more than fifty percent of the work. <laughs> How dare he? <laughs> um, I, I also haven't seen a ton of politics either in my day, but I'll tell you what, I do not like going over people's heads. Um, oh, it's it just feels so bad, except for, and James and I were talking about this before the show, and I just want to get this caveat out there right away, which is if there's abuse or harassment or illegal behavior, you absolutely need to go over the person's head. No problem. No questions. Just do it. There's too much at stake there. But for things like this that maybe are a little bit, that are annoying, but maybe not illegal, uh, I recommend confronting the person directly. Well, when you say confronting, you take a scary thing and you make it sound even scarier. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> maybe maybe talking to them. <laughs> um, maybe have lunch together. Yeah, yeah. And you're in front of the other person, but it's not a confrontation. <laughs> Yeah, or you can sit next to them. <laughs> you could. It might make it easier. You don't less, have to look them in the less eyes. Less adversarial. <laughs> uh, have you done this or seen this done well? Um, I've, I have not had this specific situation where my boss took credit for my work, but I've no, definitely... No, but, but the thing you described where um, someone kind of takes aside yeah. someone who's who's their boss and talks to them, talks talks out an issue with them. Um, like me talking to my boss. About yeah, or, or yeah, yeah, or seeing someone else do it with their boss. Oh. Uh, I don't know if I've seen it. It's seen someone else do it. These tend to be private moments. Yeah, but um, <laughs> you just like do it in a glass cubicle in front of the whole office. It's like raised on a platform <laughs> on a megaphone. Enter the conflict <laughs> zone. <laughs> I've done it um, when I've had issues with people, and uh, I know it's scary, and it's the kind of thing that keeps me up. You know, like I've scheduled a lunch to meet with someone on Monday and like I can't sleep all weekend, right? That mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. But I find that if I just say the facts and get them out on the table, people usually, except for one case in my experience, usually respond pretty well. But you really have to stick to the facts. And, and you can't say things like, or rather, if you say things like, um, hey, you got to stop doing this, you know, then you're going to get, you'll probably get a negative re response. But if you say things like, when you do this, 
I have this reaction or I makes me feel this way, or I've noticed this um, outcome among the team. Suddenly you're just stating facts. And then the person isn't quite as much on the defensive. It's they, they still make it defensive, but hopefully not as much. Sure. I'm trying to think about my own experiences. And, and Dave and I were talking before the show. This is so hard for me. I mm-hmm. hate conflict. I hate it. Uh, and, and one chunk of the appeal of going over someone's head is you push that conflict on someone else. Like in, in the ideal situation of this working out, you talk to your boss's boss, your boss's boss talks to your boss, the issue is resolved, and you didn't have to have a scary, uncomfortable conversation. In like your fantasy world. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, it, <laughs> Which, so like, it can feel better. Uh, so I, I can see the appeal. And and when I have done it directly with, with someone, I had an issue with like, I, I had the same like sweaty palms, mm-hmm. uh, rapidly beating heart and and... I don't know, nightmares, maybe. (laughs) Uh, You said specifically that you would rather do it in person, though, right? Like you mentioned lunch or or meeting to talk with them directly. Why would you suggest that? Because, well, the alternative would be some kind of written form. Mm -hmm. And while the written form, you don't have to face the person. And so it might seem like an easier out. The problem with written form is you don't get to control the tone. And the person will interpret your writing in whatever tone that s- strikes them, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, you also, they don't get a chance to ask you questions right away, you know? And so what I've seen happen is that these emails tend to drag out, you know? Long email with all your concerns and then a long email response defending your position. It's like a Facebook argument over politics, you know? Like, I don't see those usually going well. And, and, I haven't had great experience resolving conflicts over email too. I think that being face-to-face helps you to have more empathy for the person. You can see what they're feeling in the moment and you can um, hopefully share better what you're feeling, I think. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't work for everyone though because if you're too terrified to speak, then <laughs> it let's, might not go let's well. Say, let's say you're a person named Jameson and... Uh, <laughs> Asking for a friend. <laughs> yeah, asking asking about my friend Jameson, who, when he does this, has a tendency to just, like, totally sugarcoat anything he says because <laughs> yep. he doesn't want to cause conflict to the extent that sometimes he doesn't even clearly express himself so the other person doesn't understand what the actual issue is. So, <laughs> Like, what did we just talk about? <laughs> yeah, like... Or, or I mean, I've left feeling unsatisfied. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't yeah. actually say what what the problem was. So of course, it's not going to magically fix itself. So I have sent emails that weren't angry or attacking or anything, but it was just so much easier for me to think through, make sure I was saying what I wanted to say, than on the spot with the person. And so, um, in those cases, how did the uh, situation come out with your email? Uh, it came out super great but that was because of the person who i sent the email to not i i don't know Mm -hmm. how it would work in general like just the person i sent the email to is awesome and and amazing and has a lot of empathy and uh really wanted me to understand their concerns and and why they were acting the way they were um i haven't had it backfire horribly ever but i haven't done it that much either now now that you mention it i think i have actually seen this uh, once or twice in my life where someone sent me an email and said, Hey, there's some certain behavior. And I responded, uh, to that and we worked it out and it was great. Um, 
but yeah, I, I think I know what you're saying. It, for me, it probably depends on how complicated the situation is. You know, like yeah. if you feel like you're going to have to write a two or three page email to get the situation fully explained, it's probably too much, and you should probably go in person. But then, but then again, <laughs> if it's harder to communicate in person, how are you going to communicate all that info? I think I would recommend to your friend Jameson to yeah. find a trusted role play partner who can play the part of the other person and Ooh. help you practice. That's a good these, idea. Uh, you know, so you can actually have words yeah. <laughs> that you're ready with. Oh, man, I swear there was a time when I did this recently. I'm trying to think back. Maybe you repressed the memory? No, I don't think I repressed it. I, I'm pretty sure it was when I was leaving Kuali. Um, it was it was like a hard discussion for me to have. Mm-hmm. And I think... No, I just practiced it with myself, actually. I like wrote down a bunch of different stuff. Oh, like sample phrases? Up, yeah, yeah. Like I wrote out an email, edited it until it read like I wanted to. And then I didn't send it. I just like went and talked to them. Did you have this piece of paper in your hands? No, no, I wasn't like it holding like... it up with my hands shaking in front of me, like <laughs> reading it in a in a terrified voice. No, but <laughs> that that would have been a great visual, I'm sure. <laughs> so this is like we, we've kind of entered into the realm of general conflict resolution, but let's yeah, go, that's true. Let's go back specifically to the situation where we have this manager who's stealing credit, and I think um, I think in this case since it's quite possible you have a slime ball manager, right? Like, I mean, if, 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 yeah, I'm, that's, if we take this at face cool. value, <laughs> don't that do may, that. <laughs> yeah, don't be that guy. First of all, that manager. But secondly, I think in this case, you might want to back into the situation a little bit rather than coming out at them and saying, you need to stop stealing credit for our team's work, which they might not even know they're doing. Instead, you might want to say, I think our team would benefit from having more recognition and praise from the rest of the company. Um, what do you think we could do to, maybe you come up with some ideas of ways that you could help facilitate that recognition. And then if it goes well, your manager might see how great it is when you actually pass the praise to the people who deserve it, both for them and for the people. And then they'll blossom into a beautiful rose. So so that assumes that that the there's like a outer a, a thin candy shell of slime and then inside is like a gooey <laughs> yeah. chocolate center of goodness <laughs> i i don't know I, I guess i'm just skeptical that that someone who is inclined to steal credit for other people's work is like one one subtle compliment away from <laughs> changing their behavior mm-hmm yeah, it's a big, maybe a big leap. <laughs> it could also, but it could very well be that this person doesn't realize that that's what's happening. You know, it could just be that this is what they thought they were supposed to do. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's I'm true. Try, I'm mean, really maybe, trying to give them the benefit of the doubt maybe, here. Maybe they have not had a good manager and their manager yeah. stole their work too. <laughs> maybe they've never been praised like this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, a tough, it's a tough situation, but I would not go over their head personally. So would you go over their head if you tried to talk with them directly and then it didn't work? Um, I mean, what if, so you're saying don't do that. It's, it, it's bad, but like, is it worse okay. to Here's do what that I might than do. to be stuck in the situation after you've tried to address it already? I think, I think it might be worse. And here's what I would do instead. When I see my team do something that's praiseworthy and I want to recognize them for it and make sure my boss can't steal the credit first. I will 
write an email to the broader organization or team. And I will call out the individuals who did awesome stuff and say exactly what they did and why their contribution was so great and, and uh, send out that praise that way. Then your manager can't retroactively steal their thunder. And because your manager's not technical, he can't, uh, he doesn't actually know what they're doing. <laughs> so you have the inside track and you can, you can beat him to the chase or cut. What is it? Cut to the chase. I don't, I don't English good. And you could, uh, preemptively praise the team before your manager. I think, can steal I think it. the phrase is power wash to the chase. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> What do you think uh, about my preemptive strike option? I, I think that's a great idea. You you hoist them on their own petard. Wait, what's a petard? Uh, I don't know. Actually, I don't even know if that's the right phrase. Hoisted <laughs> on his own petard. It's from Shakespeare. Of course it is. To be harmed by one's own plan to harm someone else. Oh. Or to fall into one's own trap. Uh-huh. Taste of your own medicine. No way. Yeah, a petard apparently is a bomb, and it would blow you up. After being hoisted onto it? No, like your own bomb (laughs) would explode under you, lifting you up into the air. Oh, okay. Shakespeare kind of went off the rails there, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, Willie, I've I've got some... issues with your pros and i think you could really fix it up if you took my (laughs) advice (laughs) uh yeah i I love that idea um preemptive praise mode it is like venturing a little bit into the political realm but oh but if you're considering (laughs) going over their head that's already venturing in there so here's the thing it's the right thing to do anyway so even if you weren't trying to you know, cut this guy off at the knees before he can steal your praise. It's still a good thing to praise your coworkers to the broader organization. Yeah. We had an episode about this, uh, like, I don't know, six or eight weeks ago, um, in response to Matt Zabriskie's blog article about communicating your efforts. Mm-hmm. And like, it's totally a great thing to do. So, so yeah, I don't care if you have a bloodthirsty praise stealing boss or not. It's still good. And I mean, who, who wouldn't want to work with someone like that too, that, that makes other people feel good and feel valued and, Mm-hmm. feel like their work is recognized that's awesome cool question answered question answered just do what dave says as a general principle <laughs> and you'll end up just like me <laughs> uh do you want to read the next question dave yeah so this comes from listener anson anthony and it says we just hired someone a few weeks ago and now i realize it was a huge mistake he is hard to work with and not learning quickly enough what is the best way to handle the situation should we just keep working with him, hoping he'll improve over time? Or should we cut our ties now and hope for the best? Also, he moved to the area to take the job, so oh. I would feel bad if he got fired. Oh. Ouch. So you you have some insight about relocation, having just relocated yeah. for your job. Yeah. Is, is that oh. anything you can share? Is it secret? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm about 30 days into a job. I relocated to the Boston area, and uh, one of the terms of the relocation agreement is that I stay with the company for a certain amount of time. And if I leave early, I have to repay all the relocation expenses, which is a sizable amount of money. So that's something to just a little extra thing to consider in this situation. Dave's Boston yacht did not pay for itself. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. (laughs) That's, that's a relocation perk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have two experiences that I'd like to share. <laughs> One is uh, I worked at a job where someone was hired who was, um, it was quickly apparent that they were not up 
to the the requirements of the job and they struggled and the organization helped them out a lot to try and get them to uh, improve and it went on for over a year and in the end we we let that person go um and it was painful and and kind of sad and we feel like it was kind of our fault because uh it was kind of a hiring error uh but it just stretched out for a long time in another job there was a person who was hired who um they struggled and were difficult to work with and didn't get as much done as as we kind of would have liked and they were let go pretty quickly um and it feels like the the like pain per day was about the same and it was just mm -hmm. so many fewer days <laughs> in the second instance it was like 300 extra days for the first one. <laughs> yeah, and and things did not get better. Not to say that things can never get better, but we we in both cases we kind of gave them chances to improve and in one case we just acted on on uh I should I I don't mean to say we it wasn't I wasn't the manager in in the second case, but um they were given a chance to improve and then they didn't really improve and it was just clear it wasn't a good fit and they moved pretty fast. And it was much healthier for the team overall um in in the first case there were kind of some not really morale problems but it was just like the team just felt uh a little bit let down by the organization that that they kind of had to pick mm -hmm. up the slack of this person mm -hmm. so much mm -hmm. yeah do you have any insight into how those two people did afterward as far as w what they did at other jobs or like yeah i mean if they rebounded quick or if it was just totally devastating and permanent, permanently damaged. The, the one that um, bounced out pretty quick, I, I wasn't on their team and I didn't work super closely with them, so I don't mm -hmm. really know that much. Um, the one that that stuck around for a while, I, I think they're doing fine. Um, I mean, they, they got another job and they didn't die. I don't know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it doesn't feel okay. great to get fired, but... No, it, no. Yeah, but in neither of these cases were relocation expenses an issue, and that's... I know, that's like a, that's a whole it's one thing to get fired. It's thing. another thing to get fired and say, "Oh, and you owe us thousands." And you owe of us dollars. a bunch of money, and you're <laughs> stranded in this strange place. Yeah, oh yeah, oh boy, oh, that makes that just breaks my heart. Well, those sound like two not great situations, and this doesn't sound like a great situation either. But but my argument is, I feel like the second the second situation was handled better. Like in both cases, mm -hmm. the person was given a chance to improve. And given some notice, hey, like things need to improve. Mm -hmm. But in the first one, we just really were, we didn't want to like hurt someone's feelings. We were just mm -hmm. kind of scared. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that that's not a great way, not a great reason to, to keep someone on a team. Yeah. So when I was reading this question, I kind of fixated on a couple of words and they were, should we just keep working with him, hoping he'll improve? And I had the thought, if you just keep doing the same thing you're doing, then he's not going to change. I mean, if you don't, if you stay on the same track, he's going to stay on the same track. That's a good point. Think of how many times you've just like sat up and radically changed your life. And maybe it's happened a couple times. Maybe, but not, not very, very often. Just of usually there's free will. Usually there's some impulse, right? Yeah, well, I mean, sometimes you'll like read an inspirational book or like hike a mountain and be like, I'm going to change everything and you do it. But 
I think for most people that doesn't happen very often without some kind of outside stimulus, like you said. Yeah, like usually something really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just had the best ice cream and it's just inspired me to become a more mindful person <laughs> and just be kinder to my fellow human beings. It was so good, it raised me to a higher plane of existence. <laughs> so I wouldn't expect, I mean, I would not take that approach. Um, clearly, this person needs help. They need. They definitely need to change or else they're going to have to be let go, I think. And, you know, I, I told myself when I went into management a couple of years, I will never fire someone without um, telling them up front or beforehand that their uh, performance is not good. Yeah. If it's a performance related issue. And I think you owe it to every person as a decent human being to say your performance is not on track. You're, you're hard to work with. And here are some examples of the behavior that we want you to change. If you're going to be successful here, you really got to do it. And you never know. Maybe they'll just be like, Oh, okay. I can change. You know, you got to at least give them the chance. I think. Yeah. That to me seems like an empathy thing where, if I just got fired one day having no idea that there were any issues, I, I would just feel horrible and mm -hmm. I, I would I would want to have a chance to improve. Yeah. You'd be really confused. Yeah. And at that point, it's like you're not going to get the feedback you need. And so you'll just spend the rest, rest of your life wondering what happened. Yeah. You know, what did I do? Yeah, I 100% I agree with that. I'll... I've heard some people talk about performance improvement plans and how there, there are processes, processes in place at some companies to do that, but sometimes they turn into like a, a cover-your-own-butt type of thing where like mm -hmm. we need to show we tried so we can't get sued. Mm -hmm. It's just a paper trail. Yeah, yeah, like we sent them this packet that says shape up so that when we fire them later on, I don't know, that that feels soulless and evil, but I think the, the principle of giving people a chance is... is sound mm -hmm. if you decide that you absolutely are going to have to part ways one of the things i'd recommend is putting a time limit on it and talking to them about it where you say you have two months or you have three months we're, we've decided we're going to let you go and if you really want them to have a soft landing you can say you can either stay here for the that period of time and then you can announce that you're quitting that'll give you enough time to find a new job or you can uh, leave now and we'll give you that much pay. We'll give you two months worth of pay or three months worth of pay and call it a severance check. Um, it's up to you. And I think the success of that uh, arrangement will depend on the area you live in and whether there's a lot of jobs that this person could go find. You know, if, if you're the only gig in town and uh, you give that offer to someone, they might just, I don't know, that might not be great. But if there's lots of other opportunities, this is a great way to give them a soft landing where the ball's in their court to choose how they want to do it. When you said that earlier, my first instinct was like, wow, that sounds really expensive when, when we talked about this before the show. And, mm -hmm. and some companies just might not have the spare, I don't know, however thousands of dollars, however many thousands of dollars it would be. But after you just said it this time, I, I was thinking like it should be expensive because you you messed up. <laughs> like if you are point. firing someone, uh, your company has failed them in some way, either in the hiring process or in the training process or in putting mm -hmm. them in a situation where, where they can succeed. Not that so, they have no personal responsibility, but like. Yeah, but you have some too. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't know. The idea that there's some kind of consequence for the company too isn't 
as, as yeah. scary to me as it was before. Well, think about your two scenarios where you kept that one employee for a year. And how expensive was that? Yeah, in, in both of those cases, there was clearly a failure in the interview process. There were just a lot of the, the issues that caused him to be let go were there in the interview. Um, mm. and, and Ignored? Yeah, I mean, people in the interview process are human and, and yeah, everybody makes mistakes. So I think mm-hmm. it was just just a mistake in the first place. Well, whatever you do, whatever you decide, whatever path you take, I promise you this will be something you will never forget. And, you know, it's these moments that really define us. And, and uh, so think carefully about how you tread here because you'll be thinking about this for a long time. So no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> None at all. I do want to ask more about the relocation thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I have no idea <laughs> what 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 to do about that. Is that um is there a way that you think about the relocation thing? Do you just say like pay up, buddy, or do you comp it or do you I don't know. Well, if if I were calling the shots, I would you got I think about this from two perspectives, but if I were calling the shots and creating this policy, it seems unjust to fire someone after having paid for their relocation and then ask them to give it all back because they didn't choose to leave. You chose to fire them. Um, although you could also argue that they chose by their actions to get fired. But on the other hand, if employees start to find out that your company will relocate them and then they can just get fired, quote unquote, <laughs> and not have to pay back the reload, it could be a bad precedent. So, and, Well, I mean, some of these relocation packages are like 50 grand too. So if God, all you have to yeah. do is show up, get fired, and you get 50 grand, then... People might do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a perk, a sweet perk. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a, that's a tough decision, and I and uh, I don't really know how I would handle that. I have no idea. Lots of sweaty palms. I think is <laughs> yeah part of and my ringing. process. Well, I feel like we need something inspirational and uplifting to say because this is a sad question, and and we um, talked about sad things. Good luck and. Uh, Let's hope that he turns around after you have a nice, frank conversation with him. One good thing is it's not a bad time to be a software developer looking yeah. for work. Yeah. And. Oh, ah, here's what you do. You quit. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> if you just really can't handle the situation, you can bail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's always an option. <laughs> I can't fire you. I quit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What I was going to say before that was, uh, I I think, I think there's a lot more context around people's success or failure than we give credit to. You see it a lot in pro sports teams where some player will go switch teams and they'll go from mediocre to a superstar or the other way around too. And it turns out there's a lot of stuff in place around them that affects how well they succeed or fail. So uh, because this person has not succeeded here doesn't mean they won't succeed elsewhere. And and you might even be able, you, you might consider it as uh, it'll be a better fit for them somewhere else, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that helps you sleep at night. <laughs> maybe. Well, the stuff's hard. It is hard. That's why it's called soft skills. Yep. Because they're the hardest. <laughs> They are the trickiest. Question addressed, I think. Question though. talked about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Uh, that sounds really challenging. Yeah, good luck. And and if you are in, are interested in sharing feedback about how it went, um, we would love to hear. Yeah, that would be great. 
even i mean it's a it's a hard thing to talk about so if you don't want to talk about it that's totally fine too Mm -hmm. so uh i wanted to say thank you to many of our listeners who have left us itunes reviews i we don't get notified when these happen and so i've just been sitting on my couch for the last nine months and then one day i was like oh i'm gonna get on itunes and look at soft skills engineering and sure enough people have left some really nice comments so thank you thank you for that that was really nice i appreciate that and speaking of comments, you can leave comments on each episode on our website now. If you go to softskills.audio and click on the episode title, you can comment and talk to each other. And a few people have started doing that. And I would love to see conversations started there, especially if they start with, Jameson and Dave are idiots. Here's the real answer to this question. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah, this is just a long play to, to help us learn more about soft skills from <laughs> people who are smarter than us and just hear what we say and are like astonished at our ignorance. So. Help us so out. Where, where can people go if they want to connect with us, Jameson? Uh, they can go to our website, like Dave said. They can follow us on Twitter at softskillseng. Um, they can actually just follow Dave Smith on Twitter, too. He's uh, DJ Smith 42 right? Mm-hmm. Right? That's and right. then I am Jergeson, J-E-R-G-A-S-O-N, if you want to follow the stuff that we say ourselves. Um, if you want to submit a question, you can do that through Twitter, or we have a form on our website on softskills.audio. Mm-hmm. And a special thank you to Dev Mountain, our sponsor. They help make this podcast possible, so we're really grateful yep. for them. They also help teach people how to program. So if you're interested in learning uh, UI, UX, um, JavaScript development, iOS, then you can go to softskills.audio slash devmountain. That'll redirect you to their page. But we yep. get a little like happy, I don't know, it shows up in analytics somewhere. So, th- so they know that we help them. We helped. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, we, we really, I recommend Dev Mountain. Uh, it's a, they have 12-week immersive courses for web development that I actually used to teach at, and they were super great. I met a lot of awesome people going through the program, both brand new developers and people just looking to get into web dev. So it was awesome. Cool. Well, thanks a lot, everyone. See you next week.